<laughs> All right, we are back. Uh, as we were recording this podcast, yes. uh, it scared you it when it came on. I did. I don't know why. I know that it's going to say this podcast is being recorded. Yeah. But for whatever reason, the voice scared me. That's today. hilarious. <laughs> well, welcome to the podcast. Yes. You've been podcasting you. for a while and it still scared you. It's I have. Hilarious. You know, every time is like the first time. They're yes. all special. They're, They're all, all special. special. They're all special. <laughs> yes. So. Well, welcome back. Yes, for sure. Officially to this season where we are talking about Naeem's book, Ex-Muslim. And today, actually, last ses- in the last session, we got a little bit of insider information. Yes. Right? You told us some stories, some growing up stuff that was not actually in the book. Mm-hmm. And so I think yes. the next place to go is for people that have either listened and heard the stories or read, read your book. Okay, so what do we do with this information? Right. Right. Yeah. You are somebody who was a Muslim, a Muslim, and now you are a not just a Christian, but a Christian pastor. <laughs> now, first of all, let me just tell you, I love the fact that you you made sure to say Muslim uh, correctly. Yes. You stopped yourself for a second. Yeah, I see I almost, yes. Yeah. But yeah, what do we do with all this information? Why are we doing this podcast? I think that uh, obviously for people to get insider information about the about the book, get to know me a little bit more. But I think the biggest. Um, you know, uh, a real reason, honestly, is that people live among Muslims. Like right. there are people who have all kinds of questions. And I got to tell you, I get all, I get these questions. Like I, the, the, the question I get is, I have a Muslim so-and-so and how do I tell them or talk to them about, about Jesus? Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Like, and so my inbox or in, in my messenger or my, all the, all the platforms yes. I get these and some of them are complicated. You know, it's oh, not like yeah. I saw this random person. No, no, this person is my mother-in-law or is my cousin room second removed from my whatever yeah. it's like. And then, and there's also other um, components to their relationship, which I don't think people understand that it makes it complicated. You just can't go give me the five things to say right. to every Muslim out there. Right. Well, and, yeah, they're not a monolith like any other group Correct. of people. Correct. And I, I, my guess is that people are well-meaning. Yeah. But we don't actually know. Like, coming from your perspective, you have the unique perspective of knowing. Yeah. Like, how should we? What would you say to these people when they ask, "How do I talk to?" Yeah, yeah. The I, Muslims I, in my life about Jesus. Right. So I have a Muslim in my life. You know, okay. right? Yes. And um, it's my mom. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, I've actually lived with her obviously growing up because she's yes. my mom, but then she also lived with us. Uh, she lived with, with me and Ashley for three plus years and um, practiced full on uh, Islam. And what I mean by that is like, she would pray that she was devout. So she would pray mostly, I mean, she would hit five times a day. Okay. Did she keep it hidden away from you guys? Uh, in or her was room. It, okay. In her room. In her room. Uh, but you know, uh, praying just uh, and practicing Islam is, is, uh, it's, it's complicated. Yeah. And so she went, uh, uh, I, I say kosher, which is actually the word is halal. Uh, she went halal meat, which means that her, uh, her meat was on the same meat we ate. And so that's complicated. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, you don't, don't just pray when the time is, uh, to pray. You have to do a cleansing ceremony. Mm-hmm. to do that so i mean you're talking it's just it's complicated yeah. it's complicated and then yeah we also had people 
um, in our lives that were, con you know, confused. And then some even fearful about like, hey, so you've got this woman, you know, she is quote unquote praying to a different God. And aren't you, you know, we got to pray over your house. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we actually had people come and pray over our house. Because your mom was living there. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, I let them do it because I had a relationship with them. And it was a little complicated and all that. But, uh, you know, I think it was more for their sake than for my sake yeah. or for anything else, anybody else. But, yeah, it is complicated. So I'm sure you had conversations about with, Jesus while yeah. your mom, I mean, she was with you guys for three years. Yeah, yeah. She. What does that look like? What yeah. does it even? I think that's the best way to answer this question. Like, so here's a couple of things that I have experienced, not necessarily read in a book. Um so, well, number one, uh, I had a relationship with my mom. And in the beginning uh, of our relationship, me being a fresh Christian, mm -hmm. you know, and, and she still being my mom mm -hmm. as a Muslim, uh, at first I was like so enthusiastic about uh, telling everyone that I was right. And so we had initially conversations. In fact, I had a sit down conversation with my dad and mom where I told them the gospel, the, the Jesus way. You did not. Oh yeah. And I told them, I said, guys, eternity is at stake. Like the whole thing. And my, I'm like, please just hear me out. I just want to say it. I just want to say this. Okay. I laid it all out. I said, this is how I came to Christ. You know, the, the whole thing. Yeah. This is what happened. This, this, this. And my dad was like, he didn't, I don't remember anything that he said. Like he basically dismissed yeah. everything. And he said, I had, I had dreams, but my dreams are uh, Western men influencing and changing uh, uh, my son. And in the dream, the devil is saying, ha ha, I got, <gasps> I got your son. Oh, no. So he goes, well, what, what is that then? Right. right. And so I had nothing to say there. Right. And my mom is like, you know, I can't believe this. So it was devastating for them. Yeah. Um, I want to talk to my best friend. Now he wasn't Muslim. He was, he grew up Hindu. Okay. And I know there are listeners who have Hindu coworkers, sure. friends. Um, and it was hard for him. Now, not because of his faith, you know, because Hindus are, uh, you know, they're open to a lot of different faiths. Okay. It was, I changed and he couldn't take it. Like he couldn't relate to you anymore? He couldn't relate to me anymore. He didn't anymore. know who you were. Like yeah. you were a different person. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, we got into a physical altercation. After you became a Christian? <laughs> yes. Yes. In fact, he brings it up all the time. We were arguing. I threw the Bible at him. Oh my God. I mean, not to hit You're him. You're a literal Bible thumper. Uh, not to hit him. <laughs> I know. I was, I, and I was, I was. Because uh, you were talking about, he was like, well, you can't tell me he's the son of God and, da, 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 and this and that. I'm like, well, it's in here and it's in here and it's in here. <laughs> so I just threw the Bible. And even now he brings it up. It's like, you threw Bibles at me. That's I'm awesome. like, I'm so sorry. But then you came at me with a cologne bottle. So <laughs> we wrestled to the ground. Wow. Maybe he was trying to anoint you with oil. Maybe? That's right. <laughs> no, I don't think. I don't think that works. And it's perfume. That's a different uh, kind. Okay, of, okay. Yeah. Close, close. Close. But I think I mentioned it in the book, in the book as well, uh, mm -hmm. talking about how uh, the difference between Islam and Christianity and all that. So I think for this podcast, what I would say is, is that, first of all, I would say that if you know, uh, uh, if you know um, Muslims, and even if you don't, if they're not Muslims, they're just from a different faith. You, I, well, you have to remember 
that if you grew up Christian in a Christian faith or a Western Christian faith that is maybe conservative. Now, I'm not talking about if you grew up in Europe, then uh, they're maybe post-Christianity uh, in a sense, but in, 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 in maybe Southern states where people kind of know phrases and, and they know Jesus, they yeah. go, Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Sure. You know, they don't know that, understand that. I think for us to understand, uh, we got to remember that people start with a, an assumption that Jesus is God, mm -hmm. but also is human. Yes. So it's like, it's, it's, so if you look at sermons, if you listen to sermons sometimes, you'll feel, you'll, you're, you'll see that in, in probably in any given Sunday in the church, uh, the assumption is always that Jesus is God, but he's also relatable. Yes. Hey, hey guys, he's, he's, he's Lord and Savior, but he's your bro. Yeah. He's, he's, he's king of all, but he's also your brother. He's, mm -hmm. you know, he is the, 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 the lamb of God, but he's also, uh, he understands what you're going through. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jesus is God, but he also is human. Okay. You know, but other people don't start with that. And so trying to convince someone about that coming from that assumption is tricky and problematic. You have to start with the assumption that other people don't believe that. They believe Jesus is man. Okay. So most people would say Jesus lived. Okay. No he one's going to be God. like, yeah. yeah. No one's going to be like, no, he was a fictional, uh, you know, he was, he was Homer. You know what They're I'm saying? They're not trying to deny his existence. Yeah. Right. Um, but they go, because Jesus is man. Mm -hmm. And then the next part is he could be God. Okay. And I think when in, in Islam, they believe that Jesus is man. Okay. And, and prophet, but yeah. that's about it. Okay. And then we've talked about how Muslims, you know, have the Jesus story and all that in there. But they, the, the question I think we're trying to get them to ask is, could Jesus be God? Mm -hmm. And I think if you get Muslims to talk about or have dialogues about that, then it makes a big difference. Then it changes the game. But assuming that you're going to argue about, you know, uh, Jesus' uh, divinity first mm -hmm. is not the best way. So here's a couple of thoughts I've had. Number one, when, when, you talk, when you start debating Bible and Quran, that's when you get in trouble. Okay. You just do. Why is that tricky? Because I think most theologians and... Um, particular kind of theologians um, and uh, Muslim scholars use circular reasoning to make their arguments. Okay. And circular reasoning is like, okay, so Jesus is God. Why is Jesus God? Because the Bible says, why is the Bible say? Because Jesus wrote it. Like mm -hmm. it goes back to the same thing. Yeah. It's just, you know, because yeah. the Bible said it. Well, why did you think? Because does that make sense? Yeah. It doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. So what they're doing is they're using one text to prove the same text to prove the same text okay yeah in the quran they do the same thing sometimes okay now i mean i know that there are a lot smarter people who take uh, a lot of different uh books that take a lot of things that happen in history and they're trying to debate so i i, I do want to give them credit for that but i think generally speaking uh, in an everyday uh, your neighbor, your coworker, the person you maybe like, you're interested in, that kind of person 
does not want to debate the Quran because they don't know the Quran yeah. and nor do they know the Bible. So yeah. they're not trying to debate the two because they're not experts in the two. Mm -hmm. So I think starting there is tough. Mm -hmm. So number one, I would say, start with the idea of being curious. Like why do people believe what they believe? Most Muslims believe different things. Okay. I mean, I think there are a lot of Christians that believe different things. Yeah. Now, so you, know how, you know how Christians have like sort of a statement of faith, like they, they have doctrine. Yeah. You know, like this is, um, Muslims don't have a systematic theology. Okay. Necessarily. They have like just General basic principles. Yeah. yeah. And they have like, the, their basic stuff is this, that it, it hang, everything hangs on the Shiada, which is the uh, La ilaha illallah Muhammad and Rasulullah, which means, mm -hmm. I know, mm -hmm. you know what that means, right? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. But tell our listeners. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it means like there's no God but Allah and his one prophet, Muhammad. Okay. Okay. So that's, that's their the that's it. thing. That yeah. is their thing. That's their okay. thing. And so depending on the continent you live in, Islam is practiced a different way. Okay. Um, now, in trying to talk to Muslims about that, th that idea has room for Jesus. But it also it does not have room for making Jesus second to God. Right. So just understanding that. Yeah. So the other thing I would say is don't go head to head with Jesus and 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 uh, Muhammad. Now right. you can a little bit, but trying to argue Jesus' divinity mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and Muhammad's divinity is probably not a best place to start. I think what you can do is compare and contrast their teachings and their life. Okay. And so what did Jesus say and do? And what did Muhammad say and do? Okay. And so then, then people, Muslims will begin to see, okay, there is a huge difference yeah. between the two. Um, and you will, they'll find that Jesus talked a lot about the character of God. So I remember uh, talking to one Muslim, talking to them about how passionate they were in Islam. And I told them, I said, I think your next step in getting to know more of God, because this person was like, I love God. I want to know more and more about God. Mm -hmm. I said, your next step is actually Jesus. And they're like, what? <laughs> I said, if you want to get closer yeah, to God, your good. next step is Jesus. They're like, no, I'm Muslim. And I said, yeah, I know. But if you really want to, and if you want to know the heart of God, what he's doing, the spirit of God working in your life, because Jesus talked a lot about that. Yeah. And I think it opened their eyes up to a lot, like thinking, oh, I never thought of it that way, mm -hmm. you know? And I recently had uh, an opportunity to pray with a Muslim guy and he got baptized. I mean, he changed his, uh, his life. And talking to him, I just mentioned, I said, you know, there is, um, uh, Jesus is this room that you keep walking by. Mm -hmm. And I don't, you don't know why, but you're walking through life and you always see this room. There's this, you see the door, you know, there's a room in there. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, you know, and you can't deny it. You, and, and, and people know that because this whole idea about the, who Jesus is in the gospel, I mean, he pursues us. Yeah. And so what that means is that God is talking to Muslims more than we're talking to Muslims. He's talking to other people and you know from different faiths i mean god's talking to people yeah. and god's showing them things and so when you speak into that that brings people 
back to like the point of a decision or acknowledgement of, hey, okay, maybe there is something supernatural going on. So back to this guy, I said, hey, wouldn't you say like Jesus seems to be this like a door like or a room that you keep passing? And he's like, I, yeah. He said, and, and people tell me all about all the great things about it and all the things and all that. But he's like, I'm not quite sure because this doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. And this doesn't make sense. And I said, yeah, I said, there's no way you're going to, no one can convince you. Yeah. And uh, I said, I, I, I said, I've been in the room. So I can, I know you know what's in the room, but I can't show it, tell you. I mean, I can describe it, but I can't show you. You really have to go in for yourself yeah. and see. Yeah. And I think that makes it about like, oh, okay. I said, so whenever you want to go in, just go. Yeah, it's available. It's available. Yeah. And when you start l looking at the gospel stories when Jesus, he talks about being this gatekeeper. He mm -hmm. talks about being the shepherd. He talks about being the one who lets in people, lets out people. He talks mm -hmm. about an experience and a life with him that is undescribable until you actually are in relationship with him. Mm -hmm. And so I would say, if we can get Muslims to just consider, hey, why don't you just ask Jesus to show himself? Yeah. And that is you walking in the door, you opening the door, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, and even seeing that maybe if will God open the door for you kind of thing, mm -hmm. you know, I think that's the first point. I think it's, I mean, Muslims, Hindu, even atheists, like anybody, I think one, they have to be willing to have the conversation. Right. You know, I think there is that willingness to like, if they're not ready to go in the room, we can't force people into thinking right. or believing anything right you know so yeah they have to be i think they have to be willing and they have to be ready for the conversation first yeah. of all we can't just walk around like hey you don't believe what i believe in so guess what i'm gonna like you do with your right, parents. Right. i'm gonna sit you down and tell you this thing right. and yeah so it true. never works that way so true uh and part of it too is is that when it comes to telling people about jesus we, there used to be this idea of we just got to convince them there's a, right. we just got to convince them. And then we got to get them to pray this prayer. Yes. We got to get them to believe. We got to get them to believe. It's our job. It's our job. The problem is, is when Jesus spoke about God in relationship with him, he never talked about believing in a sense. He talked about following. Hmm. So he was always the call to follow. Mm -hmm. So when you talk to Muslims, you're not trying to get them to, um, you know, like believe something mm -hmm. he you trying to get them to follow jesus so what you're asking a muslim is uh, not like hey i want you to change your opinion no what you're really saying is i want you to change your identity mm. i want you to change your um not your thoughts i want you to change your life yeah and so when i was approached by the gospel i knew that my identity was wrapped up in islam you know islam is more a a nationality than it is a religion yeah. and so calling me out of that was i'm no longer going to be this person anymore mm -hmm. so it's not as simple as saying oh i can just convince Change a muslim no right that's why so many muslims come to faith supernaturally yeah. i mean it's documented uh especially in uh, arab worlds where they see visions and dreams they've had uh, they you know i I, I was recently talking to uh, an Egyptian pastor who was like, I've had people who come to the church or come, yeah, or have come to my house and said, you're a pastor. This person in white told me to come talk to you. Oh gosh. So he's like, we're not having to go to them. They come, Yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think 
people have to understand that God wants to move in those supernatural ways. Um, and he, he'll do it. So when I tell people, I said, okay, I know this person you love, you want them to see Jesus. They want, want you want them to believe you want them to do all those things. Hey, begin praying that you, that God would reveal himself. Yeah. And that Jesus would reveal himself and that they would be curious enough because they trust you enough to just even pray the prayer of, you know what? Uh, I want to know. Yeah. You know, that's why my book says, you know, one daring prayer to Jesus changed a life forever. Yeah. It's not just true for my life. It's true for all, everybody's life. Yeah. It's yeah. just one prayer that says, hey, if you're real, I want to know. Mm -hmm. If you're real, I want to know. If you can get Muslims or, or Buddhists or Hindus to say, Jesus, if you're real, I want to know. It makes all the difference in the world. Man. Yeah. It's so much different, I think, than what a lot of us were taught, which is like you said, you know, it's, it's not our job to to change people to convert right. people like yeah god will use us to the extent that we're willing to let him use us in the lives of other people if we're open to it but ultimately like if god wants to get somebody or bring yeah. somebody into relationship yeah, yeah. he does not need us he to do it. it yeah you know he does not need us. but he chooses to use us right which is yeah. so great yeah it yeah. is it is it reminds me of acts uh, chapter eight um it says here that uh, that there's uh there's one of the disciples uh philip is you know um He's with the early disciples. They're basically the book of Acts is all about all the acts that they did. You know, yeah. the guy was moving and it was really awesome. And it says here in uh, chapter eight, it says like that the Holy Spirit began, it told uh, Philip to go do something. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the, this Holy Spirit comes and says, Hey, I want you to go down uh, to, uh, to a road, a particular road in Gaza. And there's a chariot that's going to be there. And I want you to check this out. I want you to go and walk alongside the chariot. This whole, just go and walk alongside the chariot. Didn't tell him what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Just says, go and walk along. Yeah. And if you know the story, what happens is, is that he does exactly that. He just kind of goes and walks along the chariot. And at one point he hears a person reading uh, a scroll of Isaiah, the prophet, and then he goes, asks him the question. He's like, hey, do you understand what you're reading? And it turns into a conversation. And he goes, hey, why don't you come on up here? And he says, invites him into the char uh, chariot. And they start having a conversation about that. And they have these, all this great conversation. He connects Isaiah to Jesus and all that explains to this guy. Right. Now, he's an Ethiopian guy. So that means Arab world. Mm -hmm. Okay. He's a eunuch, which already means that it is a, like a sexual um, identity that is not the norm uh -huh. going on there then you've got not just talk about diversity yeah okay uh he's african uh -huh. right right and so you've got all of these things in play here i mean it's the, the that's the beauty of it right it's like so much of real all the world issues in yeah. a sense but it starts with i'm going to walk beside and then i'm going to be invited in yeah see i think if you walk alongside muslims hindus whoever you know, if you truly walk alongside them, if you go and walk line, walk alongside, at some point you're going to be invited in because yeah. every heart is curious about who God is. Yeah. And then you're going to have a conversation. And what happened there is like, I mean, they, it ended up with him baptizing this guy. Right. You know? Yeah. It wasn't a scheduled thing. It wasn't like, okay, now we've got church baptisms going on and sign up. No, he is in a, <laughs> He is an official. I mean, he is a government official in a sense. He works for the queen of Ethiopia. Um, 
and they're like, there's a pool, we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the unconventional um, part of the story is the truth about how God works in people's lives through us and in the world. Yeah. Well, and I think it's these moments, not that the baptism signups and all of this stuff doesn't matter. Obviously Correct. it yeah. all does, but I think like, I truly think when we get to heaven or, you know, whatever that looks like, it's going to be these moments where God's like, Hey, remember when you yeah. walked with this person yeah. and nobody knew, or remember when you had this conversation, I think these are all the moments where truly, you know, God can sh- shine through us and we yeah. can like really show the love of Jesus to other people. Yeah. Not that it can't happen in a church, but I don't know. There's something more special and more meaningful to it. I think in relationship contexts like this, yeah. where we're not doing it for show, there's no kind of pretension. Right. It's right. just, right. Yeah. Hey, I just care about you. And so does God. And, and I'm available and I'm here. And- right. I think that is so important because people think I need to have all the answers before I get asked the questions. Right. Yeah. And then you, so you don't, even go and walk alongside. Right. No, you discover the questions and then you go find the answer. Right. And I think when we walk alongside people, we don't go, we're experts. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's figure this out together. And so maybe you're walking with a Muslim and you're like, so uh, I don't even have the answers. That's why people reach out to me and they go, hey, can you help me understand? Right. And that's why I recommend the book. I say, hey, maybe this will give you a better idea of what a Muslim mind thinks of. And there's so many other resources out there. I think it, that if, if you have a friend and you are willing to do some of their homework and research to find some of the answers that they're uh, looking for, yeah. it says so much about you and so much about this person of Jesus that lives inside of you. Yeah. You know, again, if you're trying, if you just believe in Jesus, and you're just trying to make, get other people to believe in Jesus, it doesn't, don't work. Mm-hmm. But if you follow Jesus and you're getting other people to follow Jesus, it makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. I think it's endearing too, to be able to go up and say, I don't actually have all the answers yeah. because then it's, it's, it's less intimidating yeah. like to walk through the process together. Yeah. So that's my answer. I don't know if it makes sense to our people. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. I think so. I think yeah. it's good. I think again, let's get away from needing a concrete answer not everything in life is going to have like a five-step solution yeah it it really doesn't man and like even my relationship with mom right now i mean it's just i am i'm relating i'm relating 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 to her i'm relating uh the jesus to her in in the conversations that we have i'm showing her who jesus is by my walk with him my my grace for her uh my care for her and she's seeing Jesus. Yeah. You know, and sometimes people don't need to hear Jesus. They need to see him yeah. to actually, you know, follow him. Well, and like we talked about even last time, they won't even necessarily know maybe that they're seeing Jesus until later looking back and go, oh man, right. Right. he was in this the whole time. Right. So that's awesome. Well, hey, hopefully this was helpful to you guys. If you have stories, actually, we want to know. Yes. If you are in relationship, if this has been helpful. Um, let us know. We want to know your stories. Yeah. And if you have questions about Muslims and how to reach them and all that, yes. Uh, Don't shy away. Let us know. Reach out. Yes. All right. Till next time. Yes. Till next time. All right. Remember, next time we record, the voice is going to come up and say, Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. I'll be ready. Okay. See you guys. Bye.